this is Ray Edwards from The Ray Edwards Show, and you are on Faith's Edge with my good friend, Joe Taylor. I needed a heart change, a heart transformation, and I was desperate about it because it's not like I was just angry one time. There was a cycle of anger, and I realized I needed God's help to help me get free. Today I speak with international speaker and best-selling author of Nine Traits of a Life-Giving Mom, Sue Detweiler. This is the 49th episode of On Faith's Edge. Hi, we are back together again. Welcome to On Faith's Edge. My name is Joe Taylor, recovering atheist and your servant in Jesus Christ. This is your place to hear conversations with people of faith in business and entertainment from all walks of life and levels of success, they all have one thing in common. Like Sue Detweiler, they believe in God and they come here to talk about it. Last episode, we spoke with Kevin LaVar. Kevin is an award-winning singer-songwriter and author. His most recent project, The Forgiveness Campaign at theforgivenesscampaign.org, is changing lives across the country and the world. You can listen to our conversation at onfaithsedge.com slash 48. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 48. Four, eight. Up next, I speak with author and speaker Sue Detweiler. She joins us to talk about her new book, Nine Traits of a Life-Giving Mom. Sue is a wife, mother of six, author, and pastor with more than 25 years of experience in marriage, ministry, and education. She is also a popular speaker who shares her heart and wisdom internationally on issues related to marriage, family, women, prayer, leadership, and ministry. This book, Nine Traits of a Life-Giving Mom, hit number one on Amazon's hot new releases for Christian women's issues. We are here with author Sue Detweiler, author of the new book, Nine Traits of a Life-Giving Mom. And Sue, as a mother of six children, you probably have a lot to say about this subject. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be on the show. Yes, I am passionate about helping moms. And you know, every mom I know wants to be the best mom in the world for her kids, but often she feels like the worst. And so I really want to help moms of all ages out there that feel overwhelmed. They feel stressed. They're not sure what to do. And they, they need help in, in their own heart. So this, this book, Nine Traits of a Life-Giving Mom, Replacing My Worst with God's Best. What can we expect from this book, Sue? You can expect a book that's very transparent. You're not going to hear about all of my best stories. You're not going to hear about step one, step two, have a perfect family. It's my conviction that there are no perfect parents and there are no perfect families. We only have a God who is perfect. He's the perfect father. And so in this, I really talk about some of my very worst moments. I talk about the struggle that I had with anger that really emerged when I had toddlers. And I know when I knew that it was a problem, and here I am, I'm a pastor, but I'm trying to potty train for the first time. And I got so angry after the fourth time that day with my daughter and I'm pulling down her jeans, yanking them down, 
in the restroom and out of my mouth, I scream. I'm just upset with her. And I saw the look of my face in the mirror. It was red. It was angry. And I realized that that was the face that my daughter was seeing. And, you know, God has called us as parents to really walk in his fruit. And the first fruit is love. And I began to realize that I needed a heart change, a heart transformation. And I was desperate about it because it's not like I was just angry one time. There was a cycle of anger, and I realized I needed God's help to help me get free. So what is a life-giving mom? Well, a life-giving mom stays connected to the life-giver. You know, if you're connected to the vine, one of my favorite verses is from John 15, where you realize you can't do anything apart from God. You have to stay connected to him. And so in this, our role as a parent is to stay connected to the life giver. But really, our primary relationship with God the Father is that we are his child. And so as we're parents, stewarding children, we're helping these children to get connected to the life giver. Because he is the perfect father, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to sin against our children. But if we point them to him, then we, we've done our role of stewarding them. You, you said uh, uh, when we first started that this is not a, this is not a step-by-step, <laughs> one, two, three, do no. this, do this, then do this. And life as a parent will be perfect. But you do, you do outline, outline nine traits of a I life-giving do. mom. Let's quickly talk about those traits. What are the nine traits of a life-giving mom? Well, if, uh, in this book, I talk about how we replace our worst. So I shared with you one of my worst things of being angry. You know, we replace that really with love, God's love. Another thing that moms often struggle with is sadness. And sometimes that can come from postpartum depression. It can come from different traumatic events in your life, or it can come from loss and you're sad and how to replace that with God's joy. And another thing that women struggle with is anxiety and how to replace that with peace. Another thing is just that frustration, knowing how to walk in that patience. Another that I really um, began to learn from when we adopted sons, we, five years ago, we adopted little boys from Brazil. They were 12 and 8 at the time. They'd been orphans all of wow. their lives. So we had the, you know, the girls are, you know, pretty picture perfect, four girls. And then we introduced these boys that had been abandoned. And one of the things that God has really taught me through the special needs of my sons is that we need to replace our negativity with God's kindness. You know, when we're trying to train our children, we can get into cycles of correction where out of our mouths, it's a constant negative. Now, our heart is to be instructive and to help them. And I really began to see 
how God's kindness is one of those traits that can be transformative. And if there's any parent out there that you have special needs, kids, you'll understand what I mean. There's a, there's a special need that children have, and you need to take a different approach at times in different seasons. And then the next one, because I know there's some teenager parents out there, you know, where or young adult parents, replacing manipulation with God's goodness. And this is probably one of the areas that I see Christian parents, when their children are getting older, make more mistakes in than others. Because we want our children to do the best thing. We want them to make right choices. And we sometimes realize, or fail to realize, that God himself has given our children freedom of choice. And that means they're going to make some bad decisions sometimes. And as parents, we need to be able to influence our children without controlling or manipulating them. To make the comparison between God giving us free will and us giving our children free will, let's, can we build on that a little bit? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this deeply one time because I was thinking, you know, God the Father, perfect Father, put his children in a perfect environment, but Adam and Eve still chose to sin. And then they had children, Cain and Abel. And when Cain was, you know, thinking about harming his brother, God said to him, you know, sin's crouching at your door. You need to master this. But God did not control Cain. And then Cain went on to commit the first murder. And so what hit me is that God, the perfect father, did not stop Cain from committing murder. Wow. And I realized how powerful and how important that gift of free will and choices. And um, for Christian parents, we don't realize that that part of our learning has been through our mistakes. And so this is a chapter, I'm very vulnerable in this chapter because we as parents, we, we made mistakes in this area when our first turned 18. She's now 24. But when I was writing this chapter, it's one of those that I just wept. Right. Because I, I needed to repent of those things. And repent, that, that just means turn around. That means have a change of mind, change of heart. Um, but that needs to be our lifestyle with our kids, that we're not acting like we've got it all together, that we are humble before our kids, even though we're leading them, we're guiding them. There's a strength of character that we're leading our children. But you start out in the home with younger children, and there's more of a stronger leadership. But by the time they're 18, you're wanting it to be more influence that they are making their choices. And sometimes they'll make good ones, and sometimes they'll make bad ones. Amen. Amen. So what is the, um, uh, what is the message that we can give, just very quickly, to some of the dads out there about not being a life-giving dad, because this book is for mothers. It is. And about mothers. It is. How, but how can us fathers support the the mission of the mother to give uh the to support the mission of the life-giving mother 
Well, it's been really... I, think, I think I just may have given you a new book to write. <laughs> well, I, I've got two more that are underwriting right now. But a number of dads have peeked in, um, partly because moms have found a chapter, and then they, they start reading it out loud to their husbands. And so I've been getting notes already from the husbands and, you know, saying this is manna from heaven. One thing that a dad could find, first of all, is you're going to see the vulnerability of your wife at times. And there's a couple of places where I talk about my thoughts and what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. You know, first off, just covering your wife, not trying to fix the situation, but it's okay for her not to be okay in that that moment. You know, I think that's one of the things that a wife needs. A wife needs to feel like there's a, a safety you know, a wife needs to be able to say, hey, would you pray for me? I'm dealing with this. Um, the other thing that I think um, a father could learn from is I would encourage the father to read chapter 7 in particular. And the reason I say that is as the children become older, it's more of the father's place at that point to help guide the children. And it's a partnership. And and by the way, single moms out there, they're grace for you. God will give you the grace. um, And God will give you the grace if if there are other people that partner with you. We all need partners. Um, But I would encourage fathers to be in sync with their wives. Even if you're both viewing things the exact opposite, Don't see that as being in opposition. You may be seeing the two sides of God's nature. Mm. And so for both of you to listen to each other and together to come to agreement for that particular child, that particular time. And um, in our situation, a lot of times people will say that the father tends to be harder or harsher. In our situation, I was the one that was harsher than my husband. So I don't want to say that it's always male, female in that way because personality is a part of it as well. But let's face it, we all need God. And the main thing that the enemy will do with a husband and wife who are father and mother is try to divide them. The book is Nine Traits of a Life-Giving Mom. Uh, where, where can people, if they want to find out more about you, more about your projects, including this book, Nine Traits of a Life-Giving Mom? They can go to suedetweiler.com. And Detweiler is spelled D-E-T-W-E-I-L-E-R. And I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. And I'm very interactive. So feel free to contact me. And I look forward to building a relationship with moms and dads out there. Thanks for being with us today, Sue. Thank you. God bless. Nine Traits of a Life-Giving Mom is available at Amazon.com. Her website is SueDetweiler.com. And her Twitter and Facebook links can be found in today's show notes at OnFaithsEdge.com slash 49. Again, that's on faithsedge.com slash 49. Well, that'll wrap up today's show. Thank you again to Sue Detweiler for being with us. And thank you for listening today. I really appreciate you being here. 
You mean a lot to me, and you mean a lot to the show. I love you guys. Remember, God is real, and eternity is now. Let's go out and live like it. God bless. Thank you for listening to On Faith's Edge. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher Internet Radio, or your favorite podcast app on Android, Apple, or Windows devices. To reach out to Joe or leave comments about the show, visit onfaithsedge.com. You're important to us, and we would love to hear from you. 